0: Right here. And uh, my plan is to blow some shofar and play a game for a few minutes before we even do some talk about Rosh Hashanah. We are live, we have our shofar. Here's the game, are you ready? I'm gonna be playing a few different songs. You have to tell me which song it is. The first one's gonna be a bit easier, but then it's gonna get harder, okay? You ready?
1: Okay. You can hear me?
0: You can yeah. see me? what's going on wait a second okay i don't know what that was you guys can see me hear me okay ready yeah (coughs) oh no that's bad
2: Happy birthday!
0: Yay! Happy birthday. Okay, let's go to the next one. You ready? Now, this is gonna be a bit hard, okay? That was easy, but at least you got it.
2: Also, hello everyone. I know I'm not on camera. It's Julia.
0: Hey! Nice to see you, Julia. Okay. Okay, let's do the next one. <laughs> Is it a Hurry Jewish on. song? It's, yeah, it's Jewish. It's a Jewish song. Sounds so familiar. Um, it's- Is it a
2: Hanukkah
0: song?
2: Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the benching. It's the blessings after the meal. Uh, okay, let's go for the next right. one. <laughs> ah, she's good. It shows how Jewish you are. Okay, <laughs> let's do this one. Or a, I work at a Jewish school.
2: What can I say? That's a camp.
0: <laughs> no, I okay. work at a Jewish school. Oh. I'm going I'm to be blowing the show for tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> man. Rabbi? Jewish song it's Rosh Hashanah come on okay, keep
2: playing keep playing
0: there we go there we go can't sing everyone okay let me do one more okay impressive Robert, so let, me do it. <laughs> let me do one more one
2: Great more Aram's favorite tune uh, All
0: right. It's dreidel, right? Hashem malach. That <laughs> no, it was... It's a tune called... Uh, it's a song called Hashem Melech. Hashem malach. Hashem yimloch. We do that on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, hey, like, is Abraham. Yeah. See, they all came out of the yeah. bed. Yeah. You want to say hi?
1: Everyone came out of their bed. <laughs> I,
0: hear, I hear this at every wedding. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. It's a, it's it's a big good wedding song. song. Okay. That should have raised the spirits a little bit before tonight because tonight is really a very big night we're getting ready with the night before it's the last day of this year so all the crazies and all the craziness of this year it's the last day and we don't know what next year is going to be did anyone know last year what's going to be next year did anyone here know last year what was going to happen and according to judaism because we are remembering, we're commemorating a day. It's not just remembering, but we're reliving the energy of the day that the world was created. And on this day, it wasn't the world, but Adam, the first human with a soul was created. And that was on Rosh Hashanah. That's the day. So we're plugging in to that energy. Oops, my battery's going low. One second. I know I'm live, but got to plug in my laptop. One second. Can do it. Uh-huh. Can do it. Yeah. Okay. It's charging. It's charging. He's charging. Okay, so now... Nothing. Oh, no.
1: No worries, everyone. He is coming back on. (laughs) The laptop did not survive. And so we're waiting for for it to come on.
2: It's not Zoom, meaning if your someone's Wi-Fi cuts out. It's the Joe and
1: Sarit show right now. <laughs> Can people come, turn on their cameras? Yeah, because I'm on it. Guys, it's such a mess here. Listen, I'm in the kitchen. I'm actually listening from the kitchen. I'm busy making the food for tomorrow and for Sunday. And so I'm excited to see everyone tomorrow. Who's coming? I know, I know. We're 10 of us. I mean, we can't have I, you know, we didn't want to invite more than that. Yeah. So, ten lucky people are coming tomorrow, and uh, oh, another ten coming on Sunday. And yeah, we're we're thinking obviously after the holidays, we're probably gonna look into kind of doing the same thing, opening for Shabbat, but only ten people, only outdoor, and social distancing and all that, masks. Um, I'm pretty strict about these things. I. Right. I appreciate uh, that you're strict, and now it makes, yeah, no, i'm I'm very. so, yeah, it's gonna be uh, hopefully a good new year. Uh, hopefully we can get to our you know normal events and stuff, but to get started, we're definitely gonna start seeing you guys in person in a safe. There's a lot on, Oh eh?
0: yeah, yeah, I'm on. Guys, I'm sorry my laptop went off. So um, I wanted to say that today on on Rosh Hashanah we're plugging into the birth of Adam, which means that we're plugging into the renewal of mankind, that energy. And if you plug into energy, everything is kind of cleaned off from what happened in the past year and now you're starting a new year again. But it's only cleaned off if we think and we project and we think about all the things that we did wrong and say that we wanna improve and commit to improving in the future. So I just want to tonight talk about reflections, reflections on this past year. It's such a gift that we have Rosh Hashanah, which means the, the, the ability to change our year, to change our course of living. Imagine if we never had Rosh Hashanah for a second. Can you imagine just like each year went by and another year and another year, suddenly like, wow, 50 years went by. Never had Rosh Hashanah. We all grew up with Rosh Hashanah in our lives, like that was a big deal. So can you imagine take that out of your life? How would your life have been like without that sense of reflection? It's, ama- it's an amazing gift that we have, which is called Rosh Hashanah, where we actually reflect and think about what happened this year. And this year, especially, I was saying, how could I have thought what, you know, do you know what they translate a pandemic? It's one of the plagues It's one of the types of deaths that's mentioned on Rosh Hashanah. It's called Dever. Dever is the way we would translate the plague that's going on right now called uh, COVID. Dever. I I never knew what that word meant. It was called, if you look at the translations in all the books, it's called pestilence. Who knows what that word means? But somehow, we we learned this year what that word means more than ever. How many people knew about the 19... uh uh, 1910 what what year was it 1910 when the spanish flu happened how many people knew about the spanish flu before this pandemic everyone not really right a bit everyone knew about the spanish flu like we 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 didn't realize the the intensity of what's going to happen in a year ahead of us. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. and We still don't know what's going to happen. We just found out that in Europe, it's spreading in, in ways that can't be understood. So um, here's, here's the first thing that we need to understand. And if there's five things that I want to take looking back at this year, the first thing I want to take is that God is important. The concept of a creator is important. Now, let me tell you something very important before I jump in and anyone falls asleep because this is such an important idea. When we grow up, right, and we're taught about the idea of Hashem and the creator of the universe and right. Or, or when we think about Rosh Hashanah, what do we think about? When we think about Rosh Hashanah, a new year, what do we think about? Oh, you've got to serve God because, you know, you've got to make God happy. Do you, just one second, put the light on here. Do you realize that God doesn't need you? He doesn't need your Rosh Hashanah, and he doesn't need you. Do, you. do you understand this idea that according to Judaism, what is the creator of the universe? Is it like me? Is it a human being like me? According to Judaism, no. Because then who created that being? So what created this entire universe? When I think of a heartbeat today, because of science, and we understand that there's DNA. That's, that's insane. Like every speck in my body tells me all about my body. That's, that's that's insane. So in a world that we live in today, we can understand that there's something that's causing the order in this world. I mean, I have a machine in my body that just works nonstop and it's been working for over 30 years. That's insane. It's a, it's a pumping so much blood, it pumps 80 times a minute. A hundred thousand times a day. I mean, this machine is just like working. So what's what's that source of everything? You, you've you got to recognize that there's something behind this world. that just it can't just come by itself. And when I come to that recognition, I also have to recognize it's not a being like me and you. To put it in the terms of Rabbi Aryeh Kaplan, a very well-known rabbi that passed away. Um, and he, he says like this, he says don't only think of God as a being think of him as a concept you hear this don't think of God only as a being think of him as a concept why because a being means that it takes place when I think of a being it means it takes place in one place it can't be in multiple places at the same time but a concept can right one plus one equals two is the same truth whether it's here in LA or if it's in Australia or anywhere in the world one plus one equals two is is true and it doesn't need to take place it doesn't need to take something for it to be true so think of a concept more than a being God is a being also but it's an infinite being and an infinite being doesn't need you you have to understand that according to us This is something that we always, we we associate our Judaism with the way we grew up as little kids. And what's the way that we grow up as little kids? Make daddy and mommy happy and make God happy. God doesn't get happy. He doesn't get sad. He doesn't have attributes in physical terms that he's echad, he's one. Both in physical, in, in terms of no physicality, he's infinite. There's no limitation to his existence and to the fact that his personality also is Echad. There's no happy sad. When we look at the Torah, so there's many terms that are used in that way. Maimonides explains because that's just to allow me to understand in ways that we can understand. So that's why the Torah speaks in that way. But when it says that God took the Jews out of Egypt with an outstretched hand, of course, he doesn't have a hand. We have, one of our principles of faith is God has no body. So that being understood, and I'm not going to go into all the philosophy and the, the idea of God right now, but just that being understood should change everything. God doesn't need your Rosh Hashanah. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need you. You need Him. We need God in this world. And that's something I want to talk about tonight because look at the way that the world is going right now. And we need to understand this, we, we, God doesn't need me, he doesn't need my mitzvot, he doesn't need, but he's all good and we wanna receive, we need to be that vessel that receives the good. And if we're not capable, like a child, I spoke about this last week, a child that gets a, it, it wins a billion dollars, inherits a billion dollars, the child's incapable of, look, of, of holding that money. So somebody else is gonna look after the money for them until they get to the age that they can be the vessel that can have that money so we need to be the vessels that receive god's good that's all and in order to be the vessels we need to make ourselves better and more trustworthy oh i gave you a year what did you do in that year so you want another year okay let's see what reason you have that's that's the idea here we need to actually realize that god doesn't need us yeah you have to understand more than i need to Think about whether God exists or not I also have to understand much more even how important it is that I need God in this world in my life how much how important is that I should want God in my life that's our number because if you don't want it you don't see the importance of having it why would you even pursue it you'll give me all the excuses to tell me that he doesn't exist but the first thing we need to ask is do I even want him in my world and the truth is I do I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because look at the chaos in the world. Do you know what it's? Do you know what the chaos is coming from? The chaos. It's simple. It's simple. We're all, we're not unified. Why are we not unified? Because everyone's got their own mission. Everyone's got Isha hayashar beinav. Everyone does whatever they want. That's that's it. It's 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 simple. It's it says just we just read in the Torah atem nitzavim. All of us are standing before God and it says the wealthy, the poor. Today, we're very angry because there's a disparity. People are angry. There's a huge disparity growing between the wealthy and the poor. It's not only now. It's always been way worse beforehand. But now they're saying this is crazy, right? Outside Jeff Bezos home. People have been um, uh, standing and saying this is unfair. We need more money. He employs hundreds of thousands of Americans, but for some reason people are upset with him because he has so much money. And I'm not gonna get political. This is political, but I'm not getting political here. I wanna just show you the chaos that's coming is because we don't recognize that if you don't have the value of chesed, what are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do with the disparity between the wealthy and the poor? There's a problem here. So what do you do? It's a problem because the people that come wealthy are coming so wealthy, they're wealthier than the government and people are worried they're going to take control. What are we going to do? So you know what people say? Okay, let's take money from them. Do you trust the people that steal? I trust the people that steal. I I trust people that make it legally much more than people that steal from him in order to feed others because history has proven when we work in that way. It's also not reliable. There's a problem here right this is a problem between um capitalism versus socialism and what what are you going to do well judaism has an answer (inaudible) no matter who you are whether you're the wealthiest person or the poorest person in the world and Judaism always understood that there's a disparity between the wealthy and the poor we had Hillel who was the poorest of the poor who made pennies every single day and would use half of it to go and study the other half of his earnings to go and pay for his family and his meals. We also had Eliezer Ben Kharsom who was so wealthy he had a thousand cities and a thousand different ships. That's how wealthy he was and we see that in Judaism, there is a concept of disparity between the wealthy and the poor. So what are we going to do? We're going to steal from the wealthy because there is a concern here that the wealthy are getting too, too successful. And what do you think we do? Judaism doesn't believe that we should steal. Who, who says we could trust those that steal? Do you know what we should do? It's dependent on the value of chesed. It's dependent on the value of bringing God into the world. This sounds, to many, it might sound crazy, but think about it. When I say Shema Yisrael Adonai Elohenu Adonai Echad, listen, Israel Hashem is our God. He's one. What do I mean when I say that? Do you know what I mean? I mean that even if I'm a king, even if I'm the wealthiest person in the world, I'm not the leader of this world. No matter how much money I make, no matter how much fame I get, No matter how many likes I get on Facebook or social media, at the end of the day, I don't run this world. That's what one God does. That's the concept of monotheism. We don't even appreciate the value of what it gave to the world and how much it's improved the concept to the world. Yes, there's been issues, but we don't realize the overall impact that Judaism has given to the world. So when I say Shema Yisrael that's a value that we need to instill The value of chesed, kindness. You can't force the value of kindness, but it's a value that we don't appreciate it. When I went to school, uh, when, when my kid comes back from school before Rosh Hashanah with a, with a beautiful tzedakah box, and it's colored beautifully, we think, oh, so cute, so nice, thank you. We, we hang it maybe in the fridge, if you're a good parent. Most parents would say, ah, we have too many of these in the house, let's throw it in the garbage, another one, right? But what, what are we getting? Do you know what I'm getting? I'm I'm getting a child that's in front of me. I don't know what's gonna be tomorrow with this child. Does anyone know what's gonna be with this child? Maybe this child's gonna be an influencer. Maybe this child's gonna be very wealthy one day. We don't know. But one thing's for sure, every single one of these kids is instilled within them the concept of chesed. You can call it brainwashing if you want, I don't mind. But every single one of these kids is instilled within them the concept of being kind. And do you know what happens one day he'll come a philanthropist if he comes wealthy and that's something which you can't enforce it has to be a value in society you can't enforce somebody to give his money it has to be a value so when when my kid comes home i think oh this is so cute he drew a beautiful tzedakah box some pictures of charity but i don't realize that that's not just a nice idea It's a value that's so powerful. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to change the future. That's just one example. Let's go through other things. What about what's going on in the world right now? Don't you see the chaos that's going on? Why is there so much chaos? Because everyone has their own God. Everyone has their own values everyone thinks that they are the absolute truth in their own values and whoever has someone else's everyone's their own perfection and we're not willing to listen to somebody else it's really like this is this has been this past year like if you think about what's going on it's it's insane so that's what's the alternative the talmud the torah tells me you know what the alternative is when you're not when you're not educated The concept of Chesed. We talk today a lot about education. What kind of education are we talking about? Do you know what? Education and how to be good at your career. Mostly that's our focus. The goal of our education today is getting a good career. Well Judaism's got news for you. That's not the only definition of education. It's not. It's not education the the beginning of wisdom is the fear of god what does that mean it doesn't mean that you start doing some meditations all day but it's the recognition that everything has deeper value to it when i see a human being in front of me i'm like wow that's the creation of the that 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 has a purpose wait a second it has a cause it has a reason it has a purpose it has a it's meant to be and then I start thinking, wow, everything's universal. Everything's combined. It's all this one big thing that's, that's all intertwined. And it's the source of all wisdom. That's what Maimonides is. The foundation of all wisdom is to know that there's a... Cre-. See, we, we, get, we think that education is only if I'm educated to have a good career. And it's wrong. There's an education for building a family. There's education for having a healthy marriage. There's education for having um, healthy kids. How do you raise kids? Just have them? That part is easy, right? At least for the men, right? But it's, it's just have, to, to, to have a child, I'm saying at least for the men. No one get offended with me now. Don't get offended. But at least for the men because we don't actually get pregnant. Trust me, we are around the whole situation as well and we're involved. But at the end of the day, we don't get pregnant. Don't get offended. But at the end of the day, listen. Think about it. Think about what's going on in the world. Think about what's what's going on. And th- when I say educate, do you know that the? Excuse me for saying this. Did you know that in pre pre um Holocaust in Nazi Germany, they they were ve- they were very educated. You knew that. They were very educated people. They were profession, professors, doctors, and look what they did. So just by being educated is not the only aspect of education, There's education to get a good career. That's something which is important in Judaism, too. Every parent is required to teach his child how to how to how to swim, how to fish, how to learn how something to, to teach them how to have a profession. But there's much more than that. There's also how to be a good human like what am i here for there's a wisdom outside of the box of korea that we're not thinking about Uh, we 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 think that that's all there is to, to education but there's much more so when when i come to rosh hashanah what am i meant to do what am i meant to do on this rosh hashanah i'll tell you what we're meant to do this rosh hashanah okay on rosh hashanah what we're meant to do is say that god is the king huh yeah we're meant to say that God is the king do you know what the king means this is not for God remember he's infinite doesn't need you doesn't need anything that you do we say every day for us Hashem God is a king for many nations and even for some Jews he is a ruler what's the difference between a king and a ruler does anyone know what is the difference between a king and a ruler? Maybe maybe a king is uh, like one of them is self-declared and the other is decided, like we crown him. Exactly. But a there's... king is someone that we crown and that's what we're doing on Rosh Hashanah. A king is something that we choose. A, uh, a ruler, a dictator, It's a better translation. A dictator is something that we did not choose. Forced his way into the people. That's not what we choose. A king is what we choose. And it says, (laughs) For some, God is a king. But for many nations, he's a ruler. Do you know why? Because I didn't choose him. If I don't choose him, he's my ruler. He's on top of me. It's annoying, this concept of God, like what, why? This Judaism stuff, it's annoying. Or I could say, this is unbelievable. I choose this. You know, I I, I was told that Albert Einstein was once asked, are you proud to be born Jewish? He said, no, because I didn't choose to be Jewish. And I think there's a big black hole in that statement. As cute as it sounds, there's a black hole in that statement. You know why? Because I was born Jewish and I choose to be Jewish every day. I have the choice. Yeah, I, it, what does it mean to be Jewish? I choose to be Jewish. I tell you, not just to eat bagels and lox every day, but I choose to be Jewish Jewishly, meaning to be connected, to have meaning, to have purpose in everything I do. That's called choice. I. Ch- we could choose, for you, Judaism could be, it's a kingship, it's royal, or it's a dictatorship. It's one of the two. And the question is, what is it going to be for you this year and I think that we need to say to ourselves I want kingship I want to live like a royal king I don't want to live a dictatorship lifestyle I want to live royal and what does it mean to live royal that I accept it I accept the concept I accept the idea that I don't run this world and I let go of things that I can't control that's what it means to be royal that the king is in the house and, and I can just let go. Things that are not in my control, I just, just... If it's in my control, he wants me to do it. But if it's not, just let go. That's what it means. We need to choose our Judaism this year, and we need to choose it strong. It's the, the Torah says, what's the opposite? Do you know what the opposite is? Everyone does whatever they feel. This is what I feel today. This is what I feel, you know, behind closed doors. Oh, behind closed doors, there's all the, the messaging and the hate. Suddenly, when you see them face to face, they're so sweet and smiley. Not according to Judaism, a good Jew would be as honest in his own home as he is in public. Because God's with you when you're in private. God's with you when you're in public. It's not meant to be a, it's not meant to be a pressure, but it's meant to be a sense of royalty. That's what it is. I can go for hours looking at the way that the world is going and the way things are going, especially in terms of how on earth, this is our next, this is the next. So the first thing I wanted to tell you is that from this year, we learned that God is important. By the way, COVID, right? Corona, do you know what Corona means? Crown, kingship. That's what it means. Corona means crown. Maybe there's a message here that we don't know anything, and whatever we know, we're still confused with. Suddenly they say, you should wear masks. Now they're saying, we're gonna get vaccines. Then they said, no, masks are better than vaccines. Then they said, "Um, we should social distance. Then they said, no, there's no point. Then they said, there's surfaces. Then they said, no, surfaces don't matter anyway. So what's the point? And then there's absolute confusion. Then it gets political, and that's it, done. What is political? There's nothing to understand anymore because you don't know what the truth is. Everything's political. Can we not just have a normal conversation about what we need to do? Please, please? No, you don't believe in science because you're religious. Excuse me? You stole science from me because I'm a religious man? I think science allows me to see the beauty of this world and then I appreciate it by being a religious man. So science allows me to see the world that we're in. Judaism allows me to appreciate the world that we're in. Can I appreciate the science, please? No, you can't, because you're religious, so you can't appreciate science. Please, can I appreciate that this blood is not just the blood of anybody, It's, it's the blood of a child, of a soul? Can I appreciate that when I see somebody in the street, that's, um, when I see a black person in the street, that he's a creation of God. Can I, can I say that? Is, that? is that wrong? Is that okay? Is, that, is it okay to say that when I, I... That's what I always believed. Is it okay to say that every single human being is a creation of God? They're not just a scientific study. They're not just an organism that exists. So I want to I celebrate the world. And I do it through... Judaism and that's what Rosh Hashanah really is it's you, have you ever wondered kind of strange we come to the new year We do Rosh Hashanah and then for 10 days we say sorry and then we do Yom Kippur Huh? Shouldn't we be doing Yom Kippur first Then go through the process of 10 days saying I want to do Tshuva. I want to come better and improve and then comes Rosh Hashanah the new year you're clean start the new year. We don't do that. That's kind of strange. Do you know why? Because we first got to know what we want. We first got to know what is in this world, what's going on here. We've, got to, we've just got to spend some time recognizing first before we even grow, like who created all of this? That there's a king in the house. We Just spend the day recognizing there's a king in the house. Then you could start doing Teshubah because otherwise what's the point of your work anyway? Your life has no purpose anyway literally your life has no purpose if there's no creator of the universe your life has no purpose why are you here because you're here why because it was luck why was it you because it was luck how long are you going to live for i don't know how what are you doing i'm working how many hours eight hours a day what are you doing outside of your work not much i relax you have no purpose Start bringing Judaism in the, in the world, in your life, and so everything fits in, like there's a purpose to everything. So, the first thing that we have learned from this situation that's going on in the world is that humans are limited in our ability to understand. Think about the radio waves that we can actually see and hear and connect to. Do you know how much we actually are able to hear in this world, of all the, how much we're able to see in this world? of the vision that there really is we we only know nothing you remember the the Malaysia plane that disappeared it didn't disappear on another planet it disappeared on this planet and we still didn't find it there was a plane that disappeared a few years ago and we've still not found that plane that's weird we, we were able to see planets that are miles away from here look into them with with telescopes and and use amazing pictures and images and each year those images get better but on our own planet we don't know half or not even a tenth of what we could know but we think somehow we know everything we know, we know nothing we know a lot don't get me wrong and like i said science is an obsession of mine i love science but think about how much more we need to learn it's progressing we're still learning choose judaism this year Don't be a person that just goes through the motions and you're not choosing your Judaism. Choose it this year. Don't suffer it. Don't make it that you're born into it. You could choose it every day. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing I want to tell you is that I think we've learned is that people are important. Number one is God is important. Number two is people are important. You know that according to Judaism, if there's a war or there was a battle, we have to count the Jewish people. You're never allowed to count the people directly. Okay, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people here on our, our chat. We have eight, nine, 10. You're not allowed to do that. I'm never allowed to right? count people as a number. Do you know why? This is a Jewish teaching. Do you know why? Does anyone know? This yeah. is a real teaching. You're not allowed to count people. Do you know why?
1: Because we're like more, we're compared to the stars, right? Exactly.
0: We're not just numbers. We're all unique. We're not just a statistic. We're humans that are creating the formation of God. We're we're special according to, if I lower my terms of humanity to numbers, terrible. Oh, there's this and this people, that amount of people that died in a bombing. Uh, how many 30 is that it it's not numbers we're not we're not actually meant to talk about numbers also when we count when we do a prayer service and if we want to count if we have 10 what we would do is we'd say a verse which has 10 words in it and it's a verse et amecha uvarech et. that's how we'd count and we'd count through those words which have 10 words in them so i think that just as people are not numbers, we can't categorize people in boxes. Oh, you're orthodox. What type of orthodox are you? Oh, but you're reforms. So I don't talk to reform. Oh, but you're conservative. Oh, conservative polit- politically. Oh, right. Oh, you're Democrat. Oh, I can't talk to you. Oh, we put people in boxes. And what happens when we put people in boxes? They don't come humans anymore. They come that box, and if you don't like that box, they're out of here. They're worthless to you. But wait a second, that's a human being, that's a mother, that's a father, that's a No, all of these are bad. All of these people are bad. Generalizing is also putting people in boxes. So I think that what we've learned this year more than ever, as well, based on what was going on. Whether it's politically and it's just getting worse and worse and worse the divide that's not only in this country but it's it's everywhere is getting further and further and further with meaning divide between groups whether it's each group is growing into its own bubbles and definitely the online media and how we work online finds me my own bubbles all the time so i just keep growing in my extremism and everyone does that. And there's no ability to see somebody else outside of you and say, wow, I, I, I just, I'm okay to speak. I can speak to you. You know, this is just like anyone outside of my bubble is in a box. Well, Judaism says you can't do that. No one goes in a box. That's why, by the way, if any, every, if ever somebody asks me, so what are you? Are you, are you conservative? Are you Democrat? Which, who do you vote for? I say, I'm British. And then they say, Oh, that's nice. So you're Brexit? I say, I don't know. I'm not living in England for that long. So I'm I'm not in the British politics and I'm not in the American politics. Oh, but you lived in Israel? Yeah, but I don't live there now. And I've not lived there for a while. So I'm not involved in Israeli politics. So you like Netanyahu or you don't like Netanyahu? Gantz or Netanyahu? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in Israel avoid politics you know why because the minute i'm put into that box you can't talk to me you you, i'm in that box and you don't you, you don't fit into that my box but because when we put people in boxes we lose our ability to be humans we're not looked at as humans anymore we're looked at as an opposing enemy and that's a big problem it's a big problem We should be able to communicate how on earth has COVID become a statistical number. I don't like that website which tells me all the numbers. Never looked at it once. All the numbers of people that got it and I don't, it's true we need to know it. But I'm not the scientist that's behind the scenes that's working on the exact, the numbers don't tell me if this was a child, if this was who the child was, if it was a parent doesn't tell me anything, it's just statistics. It's like, as long as it's not me, that's all. It's all that matters, as long as it's not me. So, if there's what, what about the online shaming that's going on? It's okay because I'm behind the scenes and no one could see who I am, so I could really express my feelings publicly that way. We have to recognize this year more than ever that people are important. And I think that COVID gave us that ability to recognize it because we were separated from each other. All of us have been separated from each other for so long. Seven months. I've not sat and given Sam a hug. It's insane. Right? I've not seen, I've not seen all of you for seven months properly. It's insane. So, if, if, I mean, in these past seven months, we've learned more than ever how we need people. So don't put people in boxes. People are important. They're creations of God. And the the online media bashing is also not good. It's all part of it. Okay, number three. Third lesson that we need to learn from this year. And I'm going to say it quickly. Three, four and five. Three is refocus our priorities. That's what this year has given us. Our priorities have changed. Number four is, simple is beautiful. And number five, the impossible can be made possible. Refocus our priorities. I wanna tell you, my friends, we were in a rat race. And you know what? Everywhere I went, people said the same thing. It's good that this is happening. At the beginning, this is what everyone said. It's good for us that this is happening. Really? And many people said that because we were in a rat race, money, fame, likes, social media, fame, how I look on the outside, how I look perfect. Otherwise I'm unaccepted. Am I a number 10? Am I a number nine? Which, what rating are you? Girls, what rating are you? A 10, nine, eight, seven, six. That's how we've come, right? So that, that's the rat race. You have to look perfect and it's it's a it's been a rat race suddenly we that rat race has stopped and all that what, what did he need i'll give you an example okay um, it's it, it it's almost like by the way it, this is not just in terms of covid the Gemara, the torah tells us actually the torah actually tells us that when there's a great um awakening in the world like what's happened this past year then it's not only in that specific area, it's in everything else. When there's something going on, it's in many areas. Suddenly the, there was a blast in Beirut. And suddenly there's, like, there's many things going on in the world, like, in one year, it's, it's quite intense. The wildfires in California and, and everything. And we could stop blaming, could say that it's because, right? But at the end of the day, something's going on here and uh, uh, we learn that when there's actually chaos in the world there's chaos in many areas not just in one area so the rat race has stopped think about that wedding do you remember did anyone see that video of a bride in beirut and she was dressed for her wedding and everything and suddenly that blast went off did you see that video that was crazy that was to me it, it blew my mind right it blew my mind because here you have somebody who who spent their years and they, they came to be it, and it's just one example that just one example of somebody who went to their wet got their wedding can you you know you know what making a wedding is like you got to organize the 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 food the place the dress who you're going to invite who you're not going to invite who you there's there's a lot that goes on behind a wedding and then finally you get to that day and then boom, it's mind blowing. It's just, to me, that's just the craziest thing ever. And I think that when I saw that it hit me because it made me realize life is the most important thing. Like everything, so much that we do is so mundane and we can get into huge arguments about the most ridiculous things. And then when they're about to be taken away from us, they all have no purpose anyway. You, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like once I was on a trip with my friends and I hurt myself, I injured myself really badly. And I had to get stitches and, uh, and all the problems that I was having about the trip and suddenly just went away because this is a much bigger problem, you know? Because at the end of the day, being alive is, so, when you recognize how your life is in front of you, then you actually get happy. And when you recognize that it could have been taken away from you, you start getting happy because everything else is mundane anyway. So what this seven months has done, I think more than anything, is, be, is refocused our priorities. What are our priorities in life? It was the rat race, run, 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 get a better job, be better, get more money, be more successful, you know, overwin, uh, get the best degree, get, and it's just this constant rat race, and a lot of it is, do you know, it, I always say this. We always think of the musicians that came musicians. How many musicians didn't come? Famous musicians? We don't talk about those people. We just look up to the ones that did make it. What about all the people that live in LA that are hoping to act in a movie someday, but they just didn't make it. And they're now in their late 50s and they just didn't make it. It wasn't for them. We don't hear about all those people. There's thousands of people like that. I'm sure there's way more people that didn't make it into Hollywood than those that made it in Hollywood. So there's the rat race, but we, we don't even realize that this rat race isn't, we think that if somebody achieved it, I can also achieve it. Who says I need to achieve it? I need to be a winner in the rat race, why? Now, if I have meaning and I have purpose, then I can find joy in my current situation, then good follow your you know pursue your passion but in when we're in a place where if i pursue my passion is so important to me that everything until that point is worthless that's a scary reality that means my life is worthless everything i have is worthless the money that i have is worthless the car that i have is worth as long as because i never made it as a professional uh actor on in the in the latest movie, and I everything else was when it comes my passion that I need to be a a certain position. Otherwise, everything else is what that's dangerous. <coughs> anyway, so I think refocus our priorities. That's what I've learned this year, and me as well. Don't think that I'm talking to anybody besides for myself. Okay, I also I think too much about my physical priorities and and not. On my spiritual priorities i'm talking to myself by the way i'll give you another example you remember at the beginning of covid do you remember all those boat the the cruises people that were on cruises. do you know what it means to go on a cruise how much does it cost to go on a top of the range cruise for months on it we're talking about people that go for some of them go for what half a year How how much does it cost does anyone know Does anyone know? You can get good deals, but if you're going for a good while, people save up their life savings for this. Sometimes you have to travel to get to the cruise, people's life savings. Can you imagine what happened this year? Your life savings? And suddenly the cruise, I mean, you got somebody who worked his entire life, finally made the money and says, okay, we're going on a cruise. He's old, so can't really enjoy the cruise that much. Uh, in the way that you would have if you were young. And finally getting on the cruise, and then this happens. Then COVID happens. Do you, do you realize that the whole priority of life has to shift? That's, that's a major shift in priorities. Okay, so we need to recognize and reshift our priorities. When we say on Rosh Hashanah, Please give me life. We don't just mean physical life. I hope that you understand that. And I mentioned this yesterday. In Hebrew, life is plural. It's chayim. Do you know what that means? Lives. That's strange. God, please give us lives. (laughs) We're into reincarnations, I guess. We are. But that's not what it means. Zachareinu lechayim. Give us lives means the life of this world and the life of the spiritual world of the world to come so there's two types of living people there's people that are alive physically but not meaningfully and we want to be alive both physically and with meaning with purpose so when we say and we pray for life we're praying for two types of life physical so that i can be more aware of what's going on in the world and do my mission properly but also alive spiritually with meaning we always we ask god for <laughs> we want lengthy days and years <laughs> what does that mean lengthy days and years either just say can we live for many years what does it mean many days because there's days that we go through and they're just route we go through one day after the next after the next and we're like oh that was another day but it didn't do much to me so when we pray for chayim we want to have we want to have days that are meaningful as well as years that are meaningful so refocus priorities is number three number four is simple as beautiful do you know how many weddings i've been to during covid one <laughs> but it was an amazing experience. Suddenly, a wedding, there were more that I could have gone to, but it wasn't absolutely necessary, so I didn't because it was during COVID. Do you understand what it means to have a wedding during COVID? It was, it's It's insane. I don't know if you, have anyone here been to a wedding during COVID this past year? During COVID? It's a different ball game. There's like music playing, and there's the photographers, and there's the, and the, and the videographer and everything, but it's tiny. It's like a little family, and it's silent. And it's actually just focusing on the, the bride and the groom. <laughs> you know, we, we went to a point where the weddings have been so fancy that the, everything around the wedding was the focus as opposed to the, I've been once to a, a wedding where they brought in a famous singer, that was it. As soon as the famous singer came in, everyone's clapping, everyone's turning to the famous singer, and suddenly the bride and groom were just left on the side watching as well, like they were part of the audience. Hello, this is their wedding. So eventually the singer sat with them, so that way they got the attention together with the singer and that way everyone's, and they could feel good with themselves. But that's what we were. Before this year, I went to weddings in LA and they were intense, intense. I mean, we're talking about weddings that are so expensive and so so much money. And it's beautiful, it's beautiful that people get married, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, but sometimes simple is beautiful. Do you know what simple is beautiful means? That when I live a simple life, I actually am focused on the reality. You remember I spoke about um what modesty means? Modest living a modest lifestyle is not just the way I dress, it's also spiritually a modest lifestyle. When you have a modest lifestyle, you're actually focused on who you really are and not on all the stuff around you. You know you see somebody driving with a super fancy car and everyone's like, Wow, slow motion, everyone's turning, whoa right? And everyone's like and the guy in the car's thinking, they're all looking at me, for sure. And he's playing his music, he's suddenly, suddenly the red light comes up, right? But he saw, it, it was green, but he thought the red light's coming up so he could stop and keep getting all the fame. And he stops at the red light and everyone's like, whoa, and he's loving it. And he who are they smiling at? Who are they laughing at? Who are they praising? Who are they praising? The truth is they're not praising him. They're praising what he has. And that deters them, it's distraction, from him knowing who he really is. It's very dangerous, by the way, having a major influence today, being an influencer. You know why? Because it's a distraction. It's a distraction of your own growth. You think, ah, everyone's liking me. Everyone's, they're not really liking you. They're liking what you post. Maybe they like the way you look. They like, but it's not who you are. So modesty, living a modest lifestyle, allows people to see you for who you are and not for what you own. That's what modesty really means. And that's why simple is beautiful. God loves simple. Because that way people can see you for you and not for the things you own or for the things you flash to everybody, making you think that you are um, famous because of it, Uh, special because of it. Okay. Number five, the final thing. The impossible can be made possible. This, my friends, is something else I learned this past seven months. How many times do people tell me, no way this is going to happen. No way. We, we watched what happened in Wuhan. We were like, this isn't happening in LA. Like, that's whatever. Thank God we're not there. Like, this, we're here. We, we thought maybe it's going to happen. At, but then, boom, it just just like that, it happened. Right? It was impossible in our minds that it's going to happen. It's going to hit us. And then it hit us. And then everyone said, there's no way that everyone's just going to be able to wear masks all the time. But suddenly, everyone has to wear masks and and that was it. There's no way. There's no way that I'm going to survive like this alone. And you know what? Everyone survived. There's many people that that had it hard. That's true. And... We know that according to Judaism, there's never a challenge that you can't overcome. Never a challenge that you're given that you can't overcome. But at the end of the day, so many people said to me, how am I going to survive? What am I going to do? And we survived. We made it. How many people said to me, how am I going to date? How am I going to date? It's going to be so hard to date like this. How am I going to meet somebody like this? You know what? It was actually better in the way that people dated. It was more in tune with Judaism in the way that people dated. Because now you get to see the person for who they really are, as opposed to allowing the distractions of physicality to get in your way. So You, you, you speak first, you get to know the person for who they are, that's actually important. Hello, what's your name? Hmm, and you hug. That doesn't work because what happens is, you don't get to know, I'm not just talking about hugging, right? But you don't get to know who that person really is. You get distracted by physicality. What we need to do is really see the, so people said to me, what am I gonna do about dating? And boom, dating, dating worked. It's amazing. So the impossible also can be made possible. Who knows what we can do really? Do you know what you're able of doing, what you're capable of doing? Looking back at 2020, was it a hard year? 5780, was it a hard year? Yeah, it was hard. But do I think I have achieved stuff from it? Yes, I have. I made the impossible possible. Everyone made the impossible possible. Whatever it was, whether it's your work, whether it's renewing your work, the change. Everyone went through things that they thought, no way I'm going to make it. And we had to, so we made it. So those are my reflections of this year. Zachareinu <laughs> Please remember us for life. Life is not just physical, but also meaningful. We want to be happy. By the way, Rosh Hashanah is a happy time. It's meant to be a very happy time. How can it be? It's a new year. And it's, it's, it's serious for us. It's like the recalculation of mankind. It's a serious day. And the answer is, Ashreiichem <speaking in> Yisrael. Happy should you be. The Jewish people. That's what Rabbi Kiwi used to say. Who are you standing in front of? Is it just another human being that doesn't know your story? It's God. Do you know what God does? He knows everything about you. Everything. It's all in the open. He knows everything. He knows all your challenges, all your pains, all your difficulties, everything you went through, every time you smiled when you didn't need to. He knows all. So that's why He's our Father. Because He's our King, but also our Father. Because He knows really with compassion what we went through and who we really are what our challenges are so we should be happy on this day he's our father once a great rabbi was asked um uh how are you happy on rosh Hashanah aren't you men understand don't we understand that this is a judgment day that should be a sad day he says it's true it is a judgment day but the judge is my father. How profound is that? The judge is my father. And Judaism doesn't just understand that. He's our creator. And that means that he understands all my pain. He understands all my challenges. Everything that got me to this moment. That's the best judge you would want. Who knows all the truth. You don't want someone who doesn't know everything. You don't need to stand with a a lawyer in front of him because he knows all about everything you've done and all your challenges and all the truth. He knows all the truth. And that's why you should be happy. But at the end of the day, we've got to think and focus on these things. So going back, five things that we need to think about of this past year, and we must take them with us for the next year coming, because we don't even know what's going to happen next year. No one knows what's going to happen next year. So we said, number one is that bringing God in your life is important. Much more than knowing whether God exists, is it important to know why you need him. Right? Because you can never know fully how who God is. If our rabbis say, If you would know him, you would have to be him. Remember, he's infinite. How can you know an infinite being? The only way you can do it is if you're part of that infinity, which means that you have to be it. So if you would know it, you will have to be it, you can't know it. More important than knowing whether God exists is to know how you need or society and we and I and all of us need the concept of God in the world. Because it means means purpose. It means that we're here for a reason. It means that everything happens for a reason. It means that I'm not suffering and it means that I'm not a victim. It means that I could take control of my life. It means that I have all of these things. Boom is given to you because when you recognize why we need God in our lives then eventually we'll talk about whether God exists because to me it's so obvious somebody tries to ask me whether God exists and says to me uh, "You, you need to explain to me I say no you need to explain to me that he doesn't exist because I see a very fine world I see DNA I see the way atoms work I see the way everything works in this world and the fine-tuning of it water water in its liquid form is very hard to find outside of planet Earth because it's either in gas it, it evaporated or frozen but to find it in a liquid form it's right. earth is perfect it's put in the perfect place for our own existence and, and it's done with a reason, with a cause, with a purpose. So the very first thing we said is God is important. We need to understand that. second thing we said is that, um, what did I say? That people are important. You've got to recognize that people are important, not just to understand that they are organisms, that they are created as well in the formation of God and our past year has seen how we put people in boxes and bashed and and put people in corners and we can't do that anymore and by the way it starts with your own self starts with your own people your own family your own self right when people say there's systemic racism first check your own systemic racism within yourself okay That's where we are within ourselves, we're racist to ourselves. There's many people that have said things which are very inappropriate about their own people. We're accepting of other people, but not so much of our own. That's interesting. So if we ever talk about acceptance and understanding or recognizing the value of people, it's recognizing the value of those that are within our own, who are close to us, that bother us, that intimidate us. Number three is refocusing our priorities. That's what this year gave us. It made us realize what's important and what's not. Number four, simple has become beautiful. Finally, we've come to recognize that simple is beautiful. And number five, the impossible can be made possible. You guys can do it. So I wish you a happy, sweet and good, both from me, Shira and Debbie and Ruti, and um, Batsheba and Avraham and the new baby that's gonna come that Hashem? right we wish you all a beautiful sweet blessed meaningful good year that we should all know no pain no hate no misery and only love and acceptance and goodness and recognition and purpose and meaning responsibility independence that's a that's a big one no one tells us what to do we should independently make the right choices take it's hand in hand with responsibility we should have a good year a sweet year a meaningful year a calm year a peaceful year what else can i bless you a a, a year where you enter a serious relationship and you get married, Bezat Hashem. A year where you find your spouse. Uh, A year where you don't waste time. A year filled with love for other people. A year filled with appreciation for other people. A year that appreciates yourself. Oh, yourself, that's a big one. To appreciate yourself more than anything. I said it last, but it's the first thing can't love anyone else if you don't love yourself. A year where you love yourself, you recognize who you are and what you've become and how valuable you are. A year where we don't waste time because time is precious. Time is money or money is time, which one? Sometimes money is time, right? You get too busy with money and then we're like, oh, well, that was a waste of 50 years. So. Money is also time. So a meaningful life where we said, lechayim. What does that mean? Not just a physical life that I exist, that I survive. People were saying this year, let's just survive 2020. <laughs> I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive in 2020. And I, I think we did. I think that everyone here did, honestly. And uh, we get to and 2020 earlier so that's nice because we have 5781 this is the year that's going to be tough shin pay aleph anyway so thank you i'm going to take off the live stream and then you can all speak and share your thoughts